When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Off the Hook, airing on OffTheHookSports.com. Your home for real news, real opinions, and what really matters about Tennessee athletics. The Off the Hook podcast at OffTheHookSports.com or Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, or wherever you go for your favorite podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, iHeart. Like, share, follow, subscribe. Off the Hook with Dave Hooker starts now. Here we go on a Monday, and it was a pretty monumental Monday as a lot of things happened in Tennessee athletics, including Las Vegas thinks that uh, the Vols are going to beat Florida in a surprising number that came out from DraftKings. We will discuss. Amanda LaFrada, how are you this morning? I'm doing well. How are you? I'm well. So uh, quite a weekend. Somehow my daughter turned 20, and on the other end of the spectrum, you were with your nephew, who is just but a babe. So, Three months. What do we learn from that? People get old quick. I uh, want to remind you to subscribe and like on YouTube. We would love to bring you this content each and every weekday at Thursday a.m. or excuse me, at 9 a.m. And we also have a ton from Chris Landry coming up. We have Jacob Warren and we have Cooper Mace Current Balls that are on our YouTube page. So you never know when you're going to get a surprise or a sneak peek on YouTube. So please subscribe there. We want you to be a part of the program. And we're here every day at 9 a.m. And the response has been tremendous. So thank you. Let's start before we get to headlines. If we can, Amanda, you, you're you on your way home from Nashville. And you texted me like, hey, can you can, can you get this? I was like, sure. And um, or you wrote it. I can't even remember who wrote it at this point. But five and a half point favorites. Amanda, um, were you surprised to see Tennessee being a five and a half point favorite according to DraftKings? Now, was it DraftKings? It was DraftKings where I found it. Yeah. So I'm I'm admittedly going to say I'm ignorant when it comes to a lot of gambling things. So I'm gonna step out and lean on you here. Okay. So when I see five and a half, two things go through the, my mind. When I when you texted me that, the first thing was like, that's too high. I had about a two and a half, three point Tennessee favorite at home. To me, that's that was too high. But anyway, they no more than I do. The other thing is, you know, with all the list and the stuff and uh, getting people's attention and all that that we do, Amanda, does, it, does any of that go on in gambling? I mean, could that number be said to be five and a half? Work with me here. I can tell I'm being a little bit confusing. Could that number be five and a half now to get our attention and the attention of other Tennessee and Florida fans and ended up, end up at two and a half or three? Do, do gambling sites do things like that? No. Okay. No. Because they would lose. Right? Not even that. You would lose a lot of money. The gambling sites are going to put the line at where they think it will be. They will put the line. And there's a reason Vegas always wins. And they put the line at where they think that it will be. 
So if they say they believe it starts out at five and a half, then they then they mean that they believe Tennessee will win by probably six, at least five or six. But however you to interrupt for one second for gambling novices, the and I am that. But this this is one thing I did figure out early in gambling. Really, Vegas doesn't care if they win by five or six. They just want the betting to be equal on both sides so they make the juice, which is 10%, correct? Um, I'm not sure about 10%, but yes. They want want to uh, take your money. So however they can do that is, is how they'll do that. So the only time the lines will move Vegas wise if people bet on one side or the other. So if everyone's taking Tennessee at minus five and a half, then the lines will start moving up. So it'll start moving to six points to six and a half to seven points. Um, It'll start moving according to how people are betting because they want it to even out. Okay. Let me me ask you this. Where do you think this number moves? I'm not just talking about in a couple of days. I'm talking about in the coming weeks. Now, if everybody stays healthy, where do you think this number might potentially move? Because, again, I was blown away by five and a half. So I think it just depends on how much um, what we see coming out of the gate as far as how well Tennessee plays or how well Florida plays or how, you know, bad they play. That will make sense as far as the line movement goes for this game as far as the spread goes. Um, But you also have to take into consideration that there's a three point, like a three point give to the home team. Right. So whereas you'll see, you'll think Tennessee is a two and a half, three point favorite um, at five and a half, Vegas will tend to agree with you. They just give three points to the home team. So really Tennessee is a two and a half point favorite. Sure. However, yeah, no, I definitely get that. So neutral site, they would be about a, about a field goal somewhere. In yes. There. Maybe yeah. maybe a little more. Maybe a little more. Maybe three and a half. All right. So today's tough question coming up on the program. Also, as I mentioned, Chris Landry will join us, our new Monday and Thursday guest. It gives you a great opportunity to go ahead and ask about your favorite team. We're going to talk a lot about Tennessee and SEC. Don't get me wrong, but if you got a question about the Chargers and what they're going to do this year. Chris Lander can answer those questions, so feel free to buzz us via the many ways that you can send us a message, of course, YouTube, Facebook, and the Twitter, as the kids call it. So with Amanda LaFrada, I'm Dave Hooker. Let's get to headlines. Headlines are right now as uh, headlines, Amanda. We started with the five and a half that Tennessee is favored, but there was uh, more news coming out of the weekend. Tennessee hit the practice field over the weekend on Saturday and then on Sunday as well as there will be a light day today and then a scrimmage tomorrow. And a lot of questions about that scrimmage heading into day one. Number one will be Darnell Wright. Is he at right tackle permanently now? I think we'll know that within the next eight days and who steps, steps in at left tackle. Dylan Sampson, what type of running back is he? Justin Williams-Thomas is the bigger back that is expected to be, air quotes, the back. What happens with him? So, And then what do you do with Rue McCoy, who's still waiting 
on that judgment from the NCAA. I've seen these things drag on to game week. Now, this is 20 years ago, and this is a different NCAA and all that. But at some point, Amanda, you got to get frustrated if he's not been cleared when, and I think you'll agree with me, sometimes I don't know, but it sounds like something you might have said about a guy named Deshaun Watson. Now, this is way different, but in, in the court of public opinion for domestic assault, Brew McCoy, the court came out and said there will be no charges. So why is anybody holding up him to play football? I mean, at least with Watson, there were 20-some people. You could make that uh, argument. But, Amanda, I, I I don't know why Brew McCoy hasn't been cleared already based off everything that I've read. Uh, because it's virtue signaling. <clears throat> what is I mean, okay, because... you use that before online? I don't know what that means. What is virtue signaling? So virtue signaling is pretending to care about something that you really don't care about, pretending to have a, a strong stance one way or the other um, on either something you really don't care about or that you're not knowledgeable, like knowledgeable about, only to appear virtuous. Okay, so Ama- the Amanda Heard Johnny Depp thing. I thought that was. Yes. The- and by the way, Kim- Amber. What? Amber Heard. What's that? Amber. Um, no, you said Amanda Heard. Same thing. Uh, Amber, no, Amber Heard. Um, good morning to you as well, Cameron. Yeah, Cade Mace was pretty close to being announced as starter last year. Um, I don't know if it's game week, but it was close. And he was a transfer so, as well. So, um, so the Amber heard Johnny Depp thing did nothing for me. So virtually, it just didn't you know tickle my fancy. Some people it did. I know intelligent people that want to watch it every day. That's great. It just didn't do it for me. So if I were to say, get on the Twitter and use avatars and all this thing and say, darn it, darn well, whatever the little graphics, the gifs, the gifs, the JPEGs. Oh. If I were to yeah. use all those things and say, by golly. That uh, that Johnny Depp has been wronged, and I'm I'm insulted and offended about it, and angry. When really I didn't care at all. That would be virtue signaling, right? Well, we saw a lot of virtue signaling with that case because yes. people came out and and supported Amber Heard even to the point that they kicked Johnny Depp out of the Fantastic Beasts uh, movies. They kicked they also him out. Kicked him out of the uh, Drunken Pirate movies too, didn't they? Oh, I don't know about that, but are they making those anymore? I hope not. Yeah, there was like about, fifteen. That that to me, listen, you know more than I do probably about this, but that to me, I thought was the crux. He had he was just signed or getting ready to sign a hundred and fifty million dollar contract for the Drunk Pirates of the Caribbean, and they were going to make like three more and. Disney backed out when the Amber. I thought that was Fantastic Beasts, but maybe <laughs> I, I'm wrong. I know. I, I definitely could be wrong. Go ahead. But anywho, um, everyone came out in support of Amber Heard, um, how Johnny Depp was abusive and yada, yada, yada. And then everyone switched over once they realized that Amber Heard was actually the crazy one when it came out in court. So court of public opinion and court of law are completely different and no one will ever like They'll never admit to being wrong either. They never will. No. John writing with Wright and Cooper. I feel like these two are high-end SEC linemen. He's referring to Darnell Wright, who looks like he's going to be at right tackle. I agree with that. And we're going to have some comments a little bit later, John, you want to listen to. But 
<coughs> pardon me, Cooper talking about I don't know right in the athlete he is. It's pretty phenomenal. The guy can do a backflip at 330 pounds. Um, also, I know, is that not insane? I saw the face. Yeah. 330 uh, pounds backflip. I and used to be able to do a, a backflip. Yes, but not 330 pounds. I know. Yeah, I've got yeah. you pe- I got you pegged for like what a buck away. So we'll go with that. Cooper. Cooper Mays, I agree with you, John, is one of the top offensive linemen. That's why he was preseason All-SEC. I think Tennessee, suddenly, their offensive line, if you take into these three factors, four starters returning, Darnell Wright willing to be flexible and move to the right, Cooper Mays in what is arguably the most important position is incredibly intelligent and big and strong. Let's assume he stays healthy. Tennessee's offensive line can go from giving up the most sacks in the SEC to being, dare I say, a team strength in 2022? Am I reaching, Amanda? I don't think you're reaching. I think chemistry has a lot to do with uh, how lines protect quarterbacks. If you if you can't trust the person next to you, to your left or to your right, then you're going to be overcompensating. If you don't have that chemistry, you're not going to be able to tell how how your teammates are going to play. And I feel like if you if you have that chemistry, if you kind of grow together, you're going to be better. You're going to get better as the years progress. So I think this could be a definite strength for Tennessee this year. No, and a couple of other notes as headlines brought to you today by City Heating and Air Conditioning, cityheatandair.com. You need to certainly check them out if anything's wrong with the HVAC unit because it's all about integrity. So some more news then. The Vols get up on Sunday, and we had talked extensively about how Hendon Hooker likes to listen to gospel music on game day. And then you have the Vols go out there blaring gospel music. And I thought it was just uh, really cool. It made me think of two things. One, third down for what? Which, thank, no, goodness, that is, thank goodness, that is gone. That's that was that was like kind of cool the first time you heard it. And then just a little cool the second time you heard it. And the third time you heard it, it was awful. And then it continued on for years. So I thought of that being gone. And then I did I did one time remember a Tennessee coach, and I'm not going to tell you who, who said, who in the bleepity bleep is playing Sweet Home Alabama at Lindsey Nelson Stadium during practice. And they were. They were blaring Sweet Home Alabama as a pregame just to test all the speakers, not thinking that the Vols are practicing about, I don't know, 50 feet away. Um, so those were my two moments that I came away from when uh, w- when I thought about that. But That was not me. I did not, I did not do that. No. That and they were not singing about you either. But they could have been because you're sweet. That's awkward. No, but that I I went to person. Tennessee. What's wrong with saying you're a sweet person? Nothing, but no one would be singing about me. But I went to Tennessee, and I did not blare "Sweet Home Alabama" at no. in Neyland Stadium or anywhere near it. And Alabama, she's like a general bear. Um, craft treats is where you need to go. Craft treats, you laugh. I, I got it. Yeah, I got crafttreats.com and craft treats can give you the products that your pets need to chill out to calm down and i know amanda used it over the weekend because she had a drive to nashville 
And it did. Yeah. Instead of instead of drugging up Ava with all the unnatural stuff, she went with craft treats. Craft treats was just napping the whole way. Sparta, who needs Sparta? I'm napping. My mom needs some now because I was telling her about she has a small dog. Her name is Daisy. And um, I was telling her about Ava and Daisy is terrified of thunderstorms and everything that they've tried doesn't work. You know, she still like cries. And I was telling her about the craft treats and she was like, I need to try those. I really do because my mom will not try anything unless like she knows for a fact it is a hundred percent great. And she was like, I need to try these. And I was like, yes, you do. So we have to get my mom a bag. I love it. I'm down for it. So Tennessee will meet with the media this afternoon. I'm sorry, this morning, uh, depending on where you're, when you're listening, um, they are set to meet with the media shortly before noon <coughs> on Monday. We'll have coverage at off the Some more national news that I wanted to touch base on. Oh, and something that Amanda wrote over the weekend, Hendon hooker shoes at sec media days, like 900 bucks. I at thought, least. Yeah, somebody close to me said those are like $1,000 shoes, and I thought they were totally kidding. But, no. you know, the rest of it, maybe, is that the style now? The rest of it is just a clean, dark gray, black suit. It didn't See, used to be they'd come in, and you'd be wearing all your school colors. And I mean all your school colors. Like, if you were Georgia, you'd wear a red suit. And it used to be mm-hmm. all goofy like they still do in the NFL draft, but Hendon just rolled in there with a pair of thousand dollar shoes and a regular old sport coat and looked like the cat's meow. I guarantee you that wasn't a regular old sport coat because according Agreed. to Jacob Warren, Hendon is very into high fashion. And so and that's not unusual. People think, oh, he's into high fashion. No, that's actually not unusual for a lot of these athletes. Um, but he had the Louboutins. The red bottoms. Is it Louis Vuitton or Louis Vuitton? No, Louis Vuitton is <laughs> where's my my purse? Louis Vuitton is like bags, and they do make shoes and, and stuff like that, but they're mainly known for their bags. It's the the brown canvas like leather mix thing that you see with the LVs. That's Louis Vuitton. Christian Louboutins are shoes. And they are known for the bottom of the of the shoe is red. So they're called red bottoms. And you'll know. And sometimes people call them bloody just because they're red on the bottom. But like Cardi B raps about them. So, you know. What was it, Tom Cruise? You said you had me at hello. You lost me at Louie. It's not. It's never Louie. (laughs) <laughs> it's Louboutin it's not Louie okay um this happens every year it's almost like a tradition is it almost not like a tradition in college football not necessarily college football but athletics every once in a while a dude says the n-word and he shouldn't and we Lord, will... who did I know it this time? I know why do people do this it, it makes no sense to me so um it was it was Caleb Gundy. I don't know a hundred percent that it's. I, I, I'm gonna explain. I don't know a hundred percent that it was the N word, but he's been on Oklahoma's sidelines and is the longest ten, tenured football coach in the Big Twelve. He resigned on uh, Sunday night, and um, after reading off of a player's iPad in front of the whole team, what he had written on his iPad. 
which included something that he found quite distasteful and thought the need to step away, which is probably the N-word. So just why? When you see that as a Caucasian person, why even go there? I had this conversation with my kids who will slip in a curse word. I'm like, it's just it's just lazy, if nothing else. It's offensive, yes, but it's also just dumb. In this case, to use the N-word in any sort of public setting. In front well, of I mean, 45 players or however many he had in that grouping. That's just dumb. So he was reading something? Yes, uh, he he was reading something off of a player's iPad that had been shared on the big screen. And he read something. I mean, I don't 100% know that's the N-word. That's the only thing that I can imagine that you would just get up and walk away from. So he picked up the player's iPad and read the whole words because he was being ignored in the meeting, essentially. So he picked up the player's iPad and he read what the player on his had on his iPad. And so I'm sure he it, didn't use it like in a, it didn't come from him like in a derogatory sense. He just said it as he, he read just something. read it off the iPad. So is that a well? It's a resignable offense because he resigned. But is that a fireable? Apparently, I don't see this is this is my opinion. And again, I will go into the fact that I I am like mixed race. I'm not you know I've Asian. Like my grandmother is a hundred percent Korean. And so when I have to fill out things, I have to fill out two or more races. There's nothing in this world that someone could say to me or call me. That's going to change my view on myself. Like, it's just not words or words. And they're just words. If you want to, if you want to <laughs> die. I don't, I don't like disrespect. I don't, I was going to start like it. With- I was going to start with like Cracker or something, play off the white things. That's I'm, not going to. That's not as far as I was going to go. I wasn't going to go any deeper and get myself in trouble. Um, I didn't know that you were part Asian. Yeah, I'm a quarter Korean. Quarter Korean? hmm Wow. Hmm. Yeah. Yep. That and a quarter so this- in Korea will get you a cup of soup. What? A quarter in Korea? No, no, it won't. It won't. The egg drop soup is not Korean. I I was trying. Anywho, but did you offend me by that? No. No. You're not going to offend me. That's that's stupid. I don't get offended by stuff like that. However, and reading something I feel is completely different than than saying something out of malice. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. I think. Like coming at somebody. But I think, we, I think you would agree that we're to the point where you just probably should exclude that word if you're a Caucasian, right? I mean, probably that that would be good. That's in your best interest. Yeah. However, I don't see the whole people getting, and I'm not saying this is an example. Well, this is an example, but people getting offended for every little thing is just, it's driving me insane. It's driving me insane. Well, I'm not going to argue with you there because there's a lot of that. John saying Deion Sanders, look good, feel good, play good. I use our Hendon using Prime's example. Yeah, I can see. Oh, yeah. All right. So Chris Landry is going to join us next. And as you grow with us, we certainly appreciate that. Those that listen, listen, the numbers have been through the roof. So we're trying something new that Amanda is at best lukewarm on. 
Okay, but it's meant to enhance her brand and what she does on this show and the work that she puts into today's tough question. So, God willing, this element will run correctly as I rewired my whole studio. It is time for today's tough question. I'm not going to tell you who the sponsor is yet, just in case it doesn't work right. It's a good idea. Yeah, that is a good idea. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. Wait a second. A real debate. You sipping my soup, egg? What? So we'll just start it all over. <laughs> that didn't happen. All right, here we go. We do our research. Have you done your research? We're working like heck. Today's tough question. What's the real debate? You sipping my soup, egg, Guadalupe? Exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker and Amanda LaFrada. You drinking my sake, Kimosabi? Oh, my God. Just three former Tennessee coaches in there, and I had another one at my disposal right. that I could have used. Thank you. All right, today my brick. <laughs> that was too. I saw that one, and that was way too easy. That was like low hanging fruit. All right, so what do we got for today's tough question? A ton going on. So I was going to do the playoff of the Tennessee Florida line set at Love five it. and a half. So either I was going to say. Should it be less than five and a half, five and a half exactly, or more than five and a half? I love it. Okay. It's gold, Jerry. Gold. At first, uh, when I, by the way, showcasing Grand Torino for a moment reminded me of when I was younger and used to go to their concert. We have written permission by Grand Torino to use their <laughs> music. But when I first uh, played some of this for Amanda, Amanda said, what are we going to be like uh, in a 70s cop show? That feels like. Oh, she's got the gun. Oh, are you Charlie's Angels? She's just yeah. shooting. Yeah, that's her shooting. Yeah, I did. Chris Landry is going to join us. Should we bring him back to some of the 70s music? It's hurtful. It's really not 70s, it's 90s. More after this, Chris Landry up next. We're back in just two minutes. Gary Viles here. I want to personally invite you to North Knoxville's newest sports bar and restaurant. It's Big Orange Phillies, located in Black Oak Center. And yes, folks, it's happening in halls. Big Orange Phillies offers family-friendly environment with homemade meals and the best deli-style subs around. Billiards, darts, jukebox, shuffleboard, and cornhole, and a full bar. We also offer valet parking on weekends and during special events. We even have a covered back patio. It's happening at Big Orange Phillies. We want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. This is Al's Disc Barbecue Supplies, so come on in and see all the different rubs and sauces we have, plus a complete line of Green Mountain Grills. Don't be overwhelmed. We have plenty of help so you can produce the best barbecue in a maze for your family and friends. Barbecue is America's food. We'll do what we can to bring you all the best products. We're Al's Nest Barbecue, but Chattanooga goes to grill. 
Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get the Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Bassies, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Bassie Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. Well, it's a great time to pick up a cup of coffee. And you need to go to Honey Bee Coffee. Honey Bee Coffee will certainly take care of you. Amanda, percent of the beans in all of existence so it is awesome they got to get to honeybee coffee and you can order online yeah it's it's great it's great coffee it's a great product veteran owned the best beans in the world that you can find and just i always say go to the bee not the bucks go to the bee not the bucks or go to the bean not the green and a great human being no no more. No more bean jokes. I'm no done with the bean jokes. That's it. No more bean jokes. That's it. I'm calling it a day on the bean jokes. Have I been doing it too long? <laughs> Chris is laughing. I'm done. I'm done with this today. Google my list if you want. I've got a bunch. I got a bunch of good ones. All right. So Chris's appearance brought to you today by our friends at the Mattress Place. The Mattress Place is right there on Chapman Highway in the Mattress Place. No gimmicks. 30 to 70% off every day. Veteran owned. The reviews are incredible. Chris, let's get right to it. First, good morning, sir. How are you? Good morning, Dave. Good morning, Amanda. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Yep, we're good. Go to LandryFootball.com if you want the insight and you want to learn more than any of your fans know about football. So I know you're not a gambling guy. That's not something you cover on your site. You cover the X's and O's and the things that I really like, um, personnel and stuff like that. So, But you do have your finger on the pulse enough to know what a five-and-a-half-point spread is. And I thought Tennessee favored over Florida by five-and-a-half, which was released by – DraftKings yesterday. And part of that's to get attention, Chris. We know that. The game hasn't even, you know, they haven't even played games before. No, it's not. I think a little of it's to get attention. But anyway, <clears throat> nevertheless, five and a half points. Tennessee, a five and a half point favorite, almost a touchdown. Well, as you as you guys both know, and and talking with a lot of people in the the gambling world that that involved in making lines. The, the the goal is to get equal amount of money on both sides. Right. So it's about anticipating where the betting, betting public thinks the favorite is. And, and, and that often coincides with, you know, how maybe people in Vegas think. But they, they're thinking in terms of the, the market really is like the stock market. How do you think people are going to respond to it? it it's no one really knows, and, and I would say this, that um, there's a perception, right or wrong, Tennessee off of a good year, second year of a coach, a lot of unknowns with Florida, so there's not as much. Let Florida come out and be really impressive, then that line could change based upon, you know, people are going to think, well, well Florida's better than we thought, or they're not as good as we thought, whatever the case may be. But so I don't really look at it a whole lot in terms of what it really means. Uh, we all know home field, all that stuff is is factored into it. But 
I don't really, you know, and, and one of the things I do do in Landry football is I do break down the games each week. And I, you know, I, I look at it and I grade it and I give kind of an idea how I think it is. So, I mean, I know I've heard a lot of people say, well, I like to use it for my gambling, but I do it based upon how it looks this week, how teams are playing, who's healthy, those things. What is intriguing about this, the gamblers will tell you, because uh, I know some people that do this, this they feel like they have an edge by making a bet now in August on a game in November because they really feel like they know better than most of the betting public on who's better. However, there's a risk with it. You know, God forbid the starting quarterback on team A or team B goes down. All of a sudden, you just put your money in August on something that you look back and, you know, mid-September and you say, boy, that didn't, I wouldn't have done that if I'd known that. So that's the thing about it is that's that's why you – that's why it's called gambling, right? And that's why the building's mm-hmm. so big in Vegas. Yeah, I can I can give you a, a recent example. I mean, Alabama, I believe, still wins the national title if they don't lose the two most talented or two of the most talented wide receivers in the nation last year. If they don't have injuries in the running back room, I still think they, they win it all. I know uh, Amanda – wants to jump in there as well but i'll just ask you today's tough question and if people want to take part feel free to give us some questions for chris on our chat board but our question was simple it was five and a half is that too low just right or too high just looking at personnel and if you even want to make this at a neutral site chris who would you favor in this game well i think i think I'll, i'll say this I, 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 it would be closer than five points. To me, it would be a, a maybe a two point right now. If I had to bet it, which I would not do for the reasons that I mentioned, no, I think it's closer than that. I think it's a toss up game, which, you know, five and a half is a little high for me. I mean, if I, if you told me I had to put five dollars down on it one way or the other today, I'd just say, well, I'm going to put five on Florida and get five and a half points just because that's a lot of, you know, now again, it's five dollars. So if it turns out that Florida's not quite as good and uh, Richardson's injured, whatever, then then obviously, you, well, that five dollars is not well spent. But fair enough, uh, Amanda. I know you want to jump in there. Go right ahead. And if people have questions about Chris and their favorite team, uh, you can uh, get on board now because I want to ask you about the Cowboys here in a second. All right, go, Amanda. So I know it's what's crazy is after looking at the odds of the Florida Tennessee game, I also looked at the odds of, you know, they had DraftKings had odds for Tennessee, Georgia and Tennessee, Alabama. They actually have Georgia favored by more against Tennessee than they have Alabama favored against Tennessee. Say, say that again. Weird. They have, they have Georgia favored. By how much? Yeah. Would, would they have? I think Georgia's favored 15 and a half and Alabama's favored 13 over Tennessee. Oh, that's interesting. Um, yeah. Found and, that very strange. Yeah, that is interesting. Um, no, I don't it, believe Georgia's going to be that good. I just don't. Well, it, it, it'll be interesting uh, to see that that, that line does is intriguing to me. I would have said – you know, not really, and not being an odds maker, I would have put it at maybe fifteen to eighteen 
you know, favorite for both Georgia and Alabama, but but pretty much equal. Not not. Uh, I mean, I you know the the fact that and and refresh me. Um, hey hey, this this may be the answer. Where is the? I should know this. Where is the Georgia Tennessee game? That is uh, the the Alabama that, game. The Alabama game is in Knoxville, and the Georgia game is that's it. That's the answer. That's the answer right there. So George, George is on the road. So that's the answer. So it's really, it's really maybe a what would you what would you say a point? Alabama would be on a neutral site, maybe a point more favored over Tennessee than Georgia. So that that makes sense. It's the it's the home field. I didn't know off the hand, but that's it. I, I think yeah. that's about right, to be honest. With you. I, I don't know. I mean, again, I just finished saying predicting. I, I just think that Georgia talent-wise is on a different level than Tennessee. And I would probably say two two touchdowns is about what it would be um, in, in terms of personnel-wise going into the season. Now, again, how it looks on uh, the week of before November 5th, well, uh, it, it – if, if I do well enough, hopefully I'll be back in the week of November 5th to tell you how I feel about that game. But right now, uh, that's kind of how I would see it. I think Georgia – I think the SEC East is Georgia, and then there is a gap, a quite a sizable gap. And then it's just – and that's why when people say, who's going to finish second? Georgia's – I think Georgia's on a different level, and Georgia's kind of what Alabama is, is approaching where Alabama's been. Yeah, they – their level of, well, they're not as good as last year is kind of like Alabama. Well, they're a little bit better this year than they were last year. And they, you know, they weren't as good last year as they were the year before. That's, that's kind of where Georgia is. They just reload the talent level on defense. They lost all those players to the NFL. They're not going to be as good as they were last year. They don't need to be. They're not playing last year's team. They're going to be really good. I think they're, they're one of the four five best teams in the country without a doubt in my mind. And I think that only Alabama and Georgia fit that category in the SEC. Chris, I want to ask you about Darnell Wright, um, because Mm -hmm. typically my antenna tends to go up when I hear this phrase. That is, oh, it's just as easy to play right tackle. He can move to right tackle. He's selfless. He is a guy that is opening the door for other people to play left tackle. Well, you and I both know that left tackle is the sexier of the two positions. So let me ask you that: this. Am I being told what the coaches want Tennessee's fan base to think about Darnell Wright, who may move to the right side after starting at left tackle all year last year? Or is he the special athlete? that I've been told that he is. When you watch him on tape, what do you see out of Darnell Wright? No, he's really good at it. A couple of things on playing left side and right side. Okay. The, the big thing that is probably underestimated is being in a left-handed stance, a right-handed stance. That is quite a bit different. It's not to the degree of batting left-handed or right-handed, but it's pretty big. But in this system, a couple of things. You want to have two tackles that have left tackle athleticism, or what we normally call blindside athleticism, because you don't have – you've got three wides. You may have a tight end flex. You have back – you know, so you, you've, got a def, you've got a block without much help. You don't usually see a lot of tight end help and blocking in this game. So I think the, 
the flexibility of, of getting your five best. A lot of things that they do is they, they play in a lot of two-point stances. So that eliminates the left and right side difficulty. You know, left and right-hand side is more of an issue when you're really into coming off the ball, run blocking. But in pass blocking, it's a little bit more seamless to go left and right. So I think it's more doable. And what they're doing, and this is the time to do it, is to experiment and try to get your best five. Because the one thing that is different about, Dave, the left side and the right side, and you're right, the left side is the sexier one. And for people to know the left side is because right. Most quarterbacks are right-handed and that's protecting the blind side. But what defenses are doing today is they're trying to like water seeks its level. We're going to find where you're weak. So they'll overload and they'll move pass rushers on your weak side. So if you've got a weaker right tackle in terms of pass blocking, they'll put, they'll shift their best pass rusher and put them on the, over the right side to get your, your right tackle in trouble, which is why oftentimes you need to give the, the right side is also the side offensively where you normally line up your tight end. You line them up on the left side, but mostly on the right side. And you've got a right tackle and a tight end, whereas the left tackle is usually left by, by itself. But in today's game where there's a little bit more of we're going to move guys to try to create – uh, advantages to where you can't block them. I, I think it's more about getting the best athlete. And if you can handle being on the right side, then, you know, I think that's what you try to do. You try to get two guys with good feet on, on bookend sides. Chris's appearance brought to you in part by Steve Ray's Midnight Oil and Craft Treats. Craft Treats has all the wood pellets that you need. It has all the wood chips. It has the sauce and the rub right there in Ottawa, crafttreats.com. Amanda? So I'm just seeing a, a question by one of our listeners, and he says he lives near Memphis, and he's surrounded by delusional Ole Miss fans that think there'll be a 10-win season. How close or far off are they? Well, you know, here's the thing about – and I always look at the, the how many games a team's going to win. You know, sometimes I look at a team, and I say this is a – and I do this in the NFL in college. So in college, you say, oh, a team looks like a, a nine-win team. But if the schedule's a little weaker, nine could easily become ten. Or if it's tougher, nine be- can become eight. And if you look at it, uh, their schedule is pretty favorable. I mean, they're they're 4-0 and without much difficulty. They've got Vanderbilt, that's five. Auburn, which is gettable, uh, six. Yeah. I, I, I think if you look at it, you start there even with the the losses, you know, and the question marks that they have, there's a good record. But Kentucky's gonna be a real interesting matchup because it's a it's a the difference in styles. Um LSU, maybe you're getting LSU at the right time, but it's on the road. AM, um, you know, you're not you don't have to play um you know, they don't have Georgia on the schedule to do of Georgia Tech. So if you look at it, I mean, they're not beating Alabama. Uh, Arkansas is a challenge. Mississippi State's always that type of challenge. A&M's a and challenge. So, you know, I, I don't think 10, but I think uh, I think nine is doable with this schedule. They look like, an, to me, an eight and four type team with a nine and three type schedule. Ten means that, in my opinion, that they're getting so bad. I thought last year they, they were really good, but I think they benefited. <laughs> it beat an LSU team that was, you know, in collapse. And again, maybe they get them, they get LSU this year, but on the road, 
I'm not so sure, you know, uh, that's, that's going to be a challenge. And no, I'd say that they fall short of that. Um, but their schedule is definitely favorable for a great start anyway. Chris Landry, LandryFootball.com. Again, his appearance brought to you in part by Alice Ness Barbecue. So uh, check them out for your barbecue needs. Let me ask you a question because Amanda and I had a bit of a debate a couple weeks ago on this because I said something that I think I think kind of rubbed her the wrong way. And that was – I agree with Amanda. No, I'm just kidding. Yes, exactly. Thank you. <laughs> I, Thank you. I, I, I said that I thought that there is a glass ceiling – at a couple of schools. And it, I, I can't remember, because I've said it about two with Amanda, one was South Carolina, one was Ole Miss. I can't remember which one I was referring to. But how many schools out there, Chris, do you think believe that they can win an SEC title? And how many schools actually can? So we know <laughs> there's we know there's the Vanderbilts of the, and the Missouris that can't, right? And then we I don't the, think they believe they can. Okay, well, we, they just can't. So, Except Clark Lee, we expect to get Vanderbilt to the best program in the country. Yes. That was That's one of those fun. things that you say, dude, I mean, you know, come, come oh, on, man. you can oversell. <laughs> yeah, you yeah, can oversell said, it. Yeah, you're, you want to. As somebody that's been in sales, you want to level set expectations. You don't want to go sure. in and say you're going to be the greatest thing since French bread. Uh, somebody suggested Kentucky. But let me ask you this, Chris. So. Who are the programs? And Amanda's right; they don't believe that they can they can actually compete. But who are the programs right now that you believe their fan bases think they can actually win a SEC championship that probably can't? Well, okay, in the SEC, right? Yes, just, just in, the SEC. Okay. Well, so first we of all, let, let's, Alabama can. Let, let, let's take let's start this way if we could. Okay, who can? Let's look at history. If you think about blue blood programs. Outside of Florida State and Miami, which historically, now I'm old, you know, younger people are man, will know Florida State and Miami to be really, really good. Well, they only got good in the late 70s, early 80s. And there's a reason for that. Florida was not a right. program that was, was, I mean, they were nothing. Now, remember Bear Bryant back in the day said, if they ever get the right guy over there, we're all playing for a second. And so Florida schools are a little bit of the anomaly because of the population boom in the 70s and 80s and so forth. Think about it. Name me the non-traditional football school that has won a national title. It doesn't happen. College football is the most, you know, uh, chalky, high echelon, only a few schools can win it. Florida, I'm going to go in the East. Florida, Georgia, and Tennessee. They've won national titles. The others haven't. South Carolina has won one conference title in their history. 1969 in the ACC with Coach Paul Dito. You're not winning a title at South Carolina. You're not winning a national title at Kentucky in football. You're not winning an advantage. It's, it's, it's not going to happen. In the, in the West, look. We, we know what Alabama is. You know LSU's done it. Auburn has done it. And, guys, that, they are the most merry-go-round team up and down, you know. But, but they've done it. I think the – and if you look at it, A&M has not done it since, you know, the, the early 50s, mid-50s. They have the look of resource-wise that they could potentially get there. 
But if you look at Ole Miss has never – they've got two claim titles. And, of course, in the modern area, people will look and say, yeah, we won the t-. – they got two claim titles that, you know, back when they won, they would anoint a national title before the bowl games. It's, I mean, so, look, if you – Ole Miss in the modern era has not done anything. They haven't been – they've been really good. But, no, Ole Miss, Mississippi State, um, Arkansas is a program that won – under Frank Brawls in the Southwest Conference. They don't they don't have the look now, even though there's a lot of money. They've got the Tyson chicken money, they've got the Walmart money, they've got the uh the, the trucker guy to get the name money, but they don't look like it. So to be honest with you, there are six schools, and if you want to throw in AM with potential, that can win it. So the rest of them, you know, when I get the 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 question from an Ole Miss fan. Our South Carolina fan, our Kentucky fan. When are we going to take the next? When is Mark Stoops going to get Kentucky to the next level in the East? Are you mental? They are at the next step. <laughs> are you mental? They well, are at think- the next step. Missouri won the East twice. Why? Tennessee yeah, was down. Sucked. Florida was down. <laughs> Georgia was screwing the pooch. I mean, everything. So, I mean, it, it's like it doesn't happen. So that none of them have a chance to win the national title. Let me say this real quick because I'm, I'm going too long. One thing I think will be interesting is when we go to a 12 or 16 team playoff, wherever we do, it might be interesting though. Because right now, Ole Miss, South Carolina, if you get a really good program, you're not going to the national play because you're not going to win the SEC and you're not going to be the second team in the, you know, but we go to 12 and 16 teams on Ole Miss or South Carolina, mean, you know, whoever, if you start winning, you know, 10 games, you might get into the playoffs. Now, you're not going to advance and win a national title, but at least you can get into the playoffs. And now you can sell. We've been in the playoffs three of the last five years. Now you might have gradual improvement. And look, we don't know what's going to happen. We don't know that when, when Nick Saban retires, you know, how far Alabama will drop. But we know this, Ole Miss doesn't have the resources to do what the other schools do. That's why Lane Kiffin tried to get the LSU job, the Florida job, the Oregon job. I mean, he knows that that getting it done at Ole Miss is going to a, a New Year's Day bowl game. It ain't going to a national national championship. They will say that. But they're whistling Dixie. It just it doesn't happen. History says it. It has not happened. It just doesn't. Do you think the NIL changes that at all? No, I think it makes it more unlikely unless you have the money. So A&M, for example, A&M doesn't have any better history of winning titles than Ole Miss. But NIL gives them a real good chance, right? They got far more money. Uh, A&M's got far more money than Florida State. Jimbo Fisher left Florida State, a place that Bobby Bowden built into a national power where they went like 10 years not finishing lower than third in the country. But the game has changed. Jimbo left because he wasn't getting as much money for the program. Their fundraising wasn't as good. They've gotten it better. But they're so far behind a Clemson, for example, in the conference. That's why they've slipped. Well, A&M could spend that type of money. So whether it's Jimbo or somebody that can make it change, Amanda. But if you're Ole Miss, South Carolina, the what could make it change is if you have boosters that can spend enough money 
to make you a power in the future, even though you haven't been a power in the past. But do you have that? Well, Ole Miss doesn't have that. So if they can match money, sure it could change. Oregon's a perfect example. I mean, Phil Knight, they can spend as much money as any. Will they? Don't look. Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt has as much money as anybody. They could outspend anybody. They're not going to spend it on football or on athletics. But so, do you have the money, and are you willing to spend it? The the budget for. I mean, this is why. Listen to Lane for an old Miss fan. Listen to why Lane Kiffin makes the comments about. He doesn't like the NFL. He would love the NIL if he was at Texas A&M. He hates it now. Why? Because it's an uphill battle. So I think it can change it, Amanda, but but change it for whom? It really, right. the rich are going to get richer. Alabama's going to, they can spend the money. And I think Alabama can separate even from an LSU because the NIL money at an LSU is not going to be the same at Alabama, not going to be the same at A&M. You know? So right. I think Thank it you. really depends on where you are. Chris, great stuff as always. LandryFootball.com. You will learn more about football than all of your friends and more than you could ever have possibly dreamed. Chris, we will talk to you soon. We'll talk to you on Thursday, as a matter of fact, as we're getting close. Uh, camps continue, so we'll break down Tennessee's scrimmage that's going to be on Tuesday night, so we'll get your thoughts mm -hmm. on who stood out. Great stuff, Chris. We will talk to you soon. Have a fantastic Monday. Hey, thanks. You guys have a great Monday. Thanks, Appreciate Chris. you. Take Chris care. Bye -bye. And Danny nice enough to say um, that uh, good morning, Dave, and a special good morning to Amanda. That was sweet. Good morning. That's very sweet. Thank yeah. you. And then good said morning. Amanda is 100% cute. <laughs> My hey, nephew buddy. is 100% cute. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Amanda's cuteness brought to you by <clears throat> Pedigo Chattanooga, a locally owned store where you'll be treated like family. The region's foremost electric bike experts, they put their hearts into helping you find the perfect electric bike and get the most out of it for many years to come. And they've got service. And Amanda, for the first time, gosh, I've known you for like almost 20 years. And I think, I think, I think she's blushing. You've not known me for 20 years. 10, 8. 10, that's not 20. Yeah. And she's blushing for the first time in a decade. It's very nice. I'm sorry. I think it's very nice. Don't get meek on me. Look at I'm you. Not... Back in two minutes. It's Gary Viles here, Viles Automotive on Callahan Drive. I've been selling cars here in East Tennessee for 27 years. In that time, I've come to realize it's not about the car. It's about you, the customer. So I'm here to take care of you just like family. Good credit, bad credit, you name it, we can get you taken care of. If we don't have it, we can find it for you. We go across the country to get any vehicle that you want. And here at Viles Automotive, we don't believe in fake numbers. We just give you great deals. And as always, we want, we need, and we appreciate your business. Do you want to own the more that owns every job? Then get to Vasti Lawn and Garden in Cleveland and get you a Toro. I'm David Vasti, here to talk to you about Toro. With a Toro Zero Turn, you'll get more out of every minute and you'll reach the finish line faster. At Vassy's, we like to say, no matter if you're mowing three acres a week or 11 lawns a day, homeowners and business owners alike find confidence in equipment they can trust from top to bottom. Vassy Lawn and Garden, Highway 60 North in Cleveland. Man alive, it's worth the drive. This is Steve Rain. I own the Midnight Oil and Michelin Tire Direct service station here in Ottawa. It's not a fancy place, never has been but it's a clean place with clean restrooms and good folks who work here. 
We sell gas, fix cars, nothing glamorous, but we love what we do, and we're going to keep doing it for a long time to come. There's not many real service stations left, and that's a shame. We're the guys just like the guys back in your hometown. We'll fix your tire, change your oil, and put a new set of Michelins on your car. If you want a Twinkie, you'll just have to keep on going. Thanks for the business. Hi, Mike Davis here with City Heating and Air, reminding you to always dare to compare. Our team provides quality local heating and air service, installation, and maintenance across East Tennessee. We use only the best equipment like American Standard Heating and Air Conditioning for your residential, new construction, or commercial needs. Honesty, dependability, and customer satisfaction have been the cornerstones of our business since 1961. City Heat and Air. Dare to compare. With the mantle of fraud, I'm Dave Hooker. Let's get to Jacob Warren talks about some shoes. But first, I want to reset today's tough question. Where were we on that? Uh, I know we threw that out about an hour ago, so I'm probably dominating. What was the question? We did not throw it out an hour ago. Well, give or take. So what's a, what was our question for today's tough question before we get to Jacob? So our question for today's tough question was we did the – the DraftKings has the line out for Tennessee, Florida with Tennessee favored five and a half. So we asked um, Tennessee, Florida line is set at uh, five and a half in favor of the Vols. What should it be? And we had less than five and a half, more than five and a half. Five and a half is right on the money. It should favor Florida. It's actually pretty like divided. Um, 35% say that five and a half is right on the money and that's the one that's winning, but or actually just changed. So 33.3% say five and a half is right on the money. And then what's coming up next, Tide is more than five and a half, or it should favor Florida at 23.8%. And then 19% say less than five, less than five and a half. My answer, whatever category that would fall in, would be Tennessee should be about a two and a half point favorite at home. That's just my me. answer. My my vote was that five and a half is right on the money. I'm going to go with, with Vegas. Okay. Well, no, I, I'm not doubting that they know more than me. They do. But if you would have asked me yesterday before you told me the number was out, what do I think the number will be? I would have said two and a half, three. So I'll stick with that just to, to be a part of uh, today's tough question. So, uh, today's tough question brought to you by Zul Beer Company before we get to Jacob Warren. And man, they've got flavors coming out all the time at Zul Beer Company. They are award-winning worldwide, and they're also in downtown Knoxville with a great panoramic view of the city. You'll love it. Yeah, they're off East 5th, so if you haven't been there, join. Sorry, my dog is doing something. Um join go go to Zulbier. They have a new sour Tech Noir. It's mixed with a, a bunch of different fruit. Everything, all their sours are heavily fruited. Their seltzers are amazing, heavily fruited there as well. Just all around great beer. They had a beer. I haven't tried it. I, I don't I don't I'm sure it's good. I have no doubts. But it, it was uh, it looked like a VHS. You remember the yeah. VHS and just the the packaging and the marketing I thought was so interesting because it made me think of <clears throat> what would you do every once in a while when you saved up some money as a kid. Now that's how old I am. You would go buy a bunch of VHS tapes so you could record stuff off the TV and watch it again, but they were expensive. 
I mean, they were like $49 for 10 tapes, if I remember correctly. So that was a lot of money for like a 16-year-old. That Uh, feels like a lot. And I I don't feel like with inflation today that those are accurate numbers. Check my numbers on that. What does a VHS tape cost in, let's say, when I was... So I was an umpire, and I remember it was a significant amount. So I'm going to say... 1992. Can we check VHS tapes in 1992? So let's get to now we're got to debate. I'm checking. Got to debate over Amanda being cute. Oh my Uh, gosh. Jacob Warren is uh, not cute. He's manly and tough. And he talks about his good buddy and the guy that he spends the most time with on the road because they're roommates. Here is Jacob Warren talking about Tennessee quarterback Hendon Hooker. Maybe his shoes. It's got to be the shoes. I guess a little bit about him, and everybody kind of knows a little bit, but but Hendon's super big into, like, fashion and, and streetwear, sneakers, designer, like, all that stuff. And and I think one thing that's kind of cool with our, our bond, our connection, is we talk a lot about – about sneakers obviously you guys can can see them behind me a little bit like that's just a few of them but um like we talk about sneakers we talk about clothes we talk about releases we talk about all this different type of stuff and and he knows a lot about it and he's really interested in it so um that's one thing i enjoy but i think i think just him as a guy like very easy to talk to very easy going um i don't know when, when asked if, i guess think about a story i can't really think of like a specific time but um like I, I vividly remember, and and I appreciate the fact that uh, we were roommates in our hotels, like on the road and stuff, and and uh, when we're in in town before the games, and every morning before the game, without fail, he's waking up, and he puts on like gospel music, listens to gospel music, sings it un- unashamedly. We'll just sing it out loud, and um, I really appreciate it, just because like, you know, it's nothing crazy, but just showing that he not ashamed and he and he's just trying to get right with the lord before before a big game and um that's one thing that i I truly appreciate about him i guess that comes to mind good good stuff and i'm kind of waiting for somebody to say you guys are being bible thumpers and talking about playing gospel music and and all that sort of thing but um regardless of what i believe i mean i happen to believe i have happen to be christian but regardless of what i believe i find it I find it refreshing, Amanda, that they believe in that everybody believes in something. After what our country's been through for a 19, 20, 21 year old to have a little bit of faith when they had to spend a good part of their college or high school years sitting staring at a computer screen because of COVID. I mean, I just believe in anything. I mean, slight exaggeration, but have a belief system in place. And I think you're, you'll have a, a better life and i'm i'm happy for those players happens to be christian happens what we believe but it it doesn't affect how i address it from day to day they were the ones playing christian music on sunday and i thought it was pretty cool i like the fact that i mean despite what you believe in at least these players who have been told since they were like probably 10 that they're the best thing that's ever walked the earth in football because you know they had to be to sure. get where they are, that they're gods and you know, in their own right. For someone like Kenan Hooker, who is in the spotlight all the time and starting at a Division One school like Tennessee in the SEC, for him to have something else 
have some other kind of faith in something else besides himself, I think is really speaks a, a lot to his character and to the people that raised him, honestly. Agreed. I want to take, <clears throat> and, and the guy, I talked to him at SEC media days. He didn't talk about being a professional football player. He talked about how he wanted to be a guy that uh, teaches football and is able to lead the people to the Lord through football. I mean, I don't think you come in for, I don't think you come in and say that unless you truly believe it. Uh, D Blair says that shows self-confidence and conviction. Young people are often ostracized for their beliefs today. I couldn't put it in better words myself. As a matter of fact, D Blair, I might steal that, steal that and write something about that today. Um, it just might happen. So that's that nice. that's, that's a perfect way of putting it. All right. So do you want to get to, I, I do mean that is nice. You don't think that's nice? No, I did. I said, that's nice. Oh. Yeah. That's a, that would be a good thing to write about. I do want to answer your question though, about the VHS tapes, Mr. $49 for me, a pack. Okay. Okay. I'm gonna get rid of it. Let me say one thing. Be sure we did it with our research. You do your research. And 80% of the people that watch this video are not subscribed. So just stop what you're doing. Click the subscribe button and the like button right now. And we'll bring you this content and more with this in particular show every day at nine o'clock. I'm sorry, Amanda, go ahead. Eastern. And thank you for the people who have subscribed because we have, a we've skyrocketed. I think it's so safe it's to say really it's nice. gone uh, maybe better than even I dreamed. And I tend to be overly optimistic. So, yeah, and you do. Okay. So <laughs> it's, this is in the late 80s. The late 80s. So this late is not 80s. I, okay. How much does a 10-pack of VHS tapes cost? I'm going to go with $49.99. You're not even close. Oh, no. Not even close. So one, if you just bought one, it was $2.99. Well, kind of close. No, you're not. No, I'm not. And then if you bought them in bundles... That ranges from three, five, or ten. They range from ten to twenty-five dollars at the highest for the high-quality stuff. It was twenty-five dollars for ten. So calm down. Okay, is anybody $50. old enough that's listening right now? And if you are, there might be a prize in it for you. That remembers what happened before Blockbuster and the mom and pops. Does anybody remember this? So the electronics store. When I was like 14, 15. Now we're talking about the circuit cities of the world. There was another one that's next to McKay's on Kingston Pike. I can't remember the name of it. So what you would do, Amanda, this is how it worked. You would go in and uh, JL asked if you could check the beta prices. I'd appreciate that. <laughs> and, but you would go in, Amanda. First, you'd have to join a club like it's a, a, a gym. Okay. And it's not nearly as awesome as the sports barn, which is the premier gym here in Chattanooga. So you need to check out the sports bar and great rates that take care of you all the time. Okay. But you would have to join this VHS or beta club. You could choose JL between beta or VHS. So you choose between the two. It was like $99 to be in the club and then another $19 to rent the video which was fairly new release. It was, seems like it was a little quicker than it is now when they get released on streaming. But still, it's a, a two-month-old movie. It just, at the end of the day, you were committing about $250, $300 to being able to see movies. 
That's how incredible it was back then. And people lined up to pay it, and they had no problem. Uh, BBB TV 12 stay. I used to buy VHS box of 50. I would usually buy at least 200 at a time, and it'd be up. Dollar twenty five each. Okay, fine. I just remembered it incorrectly. I'm wrong. I have, I have beta, beta, the beta max prices. I love the. You want those? Did you remember when uh, beta the the people who made those uh, uh, those videotapes branched off into fish? I have no idea what you're talking beta, about. The little beta fish. Joking. They were around before beta. Go ahead. Okay. Um. So in 1980, the L250, which is a is an hour and a half tape. Was twelve ninety five. The L five hundred, which is a three hour tape, I'm pretty sure we can all do the math now, was sixteen ninety five, and the L seven fifty was twenty ninety five. The information that you just can't get anywhere else. Brought to you by Big Orange Phillies, because you Apparently can't not. get that food anywhere else at Big Orange Phillies. It is in the heart of Halls, a Maynardville Pike. It is easy to find. You will love it. Big Orange Phillies knows that quick doesn't mean stale. We're talking about fresh food. Big Orange Phillies, karaoke, darts, the whole nine yards. They've got billiards, and we've got big news about something that's happened to Big Orange Phillies before long. But right now, it's in the heart of Hall. So certainly check it out. All right, uh, Amanda LaFrada. So we we now in case for those that haven't uh, found out expanding to an hour and a half thanks to our incredible sponsors and listenership and the way things have gone and we couldn't be happier so i will ask you amanda at this point we do have a, a little bit of a little bit of flexibility here but it feels like to me that we do this day in sports history right now why because i did an element for that one too so can we do that okay. Yes, and then we can do message board bingo. Oh, message board bingo is happening. Oh, obviously. I, I mean, every day, message board bingo. And you sent me one yeah. again last night. You got to stop sending them to me because I can't. They're really wanna, good, though. I want to read about them so bad. I don't want to know who the fan base is, though, because I, I, so I try to like, I even put my finger above it so I can see, but it's this day in sports history. And it's brought to you by our friends at Viles Automotive Group, this day in sports history. Sometimes it even plays, Amanda. That's when it's more exciting. This day in sports history, putting things in perspective, exclusively on Off the Hook Sports with Dave Hooker. You're so old. When you were a kid, rainbows were black and white. And Amanda LaFrada. You kids on the block just called. They wanted you as a backup dancer. You could be a backup dancer for New Kids in the Block. I wouldn't have been very good if I were, you know, three. <laughs> what's, that, what's that kid doing? She's just jamming. This day She's in sports history saying. brought to you by Viles Automotive Group. It is right there in downtown Powell on Callahan. Viles Automotive Group has a selection, the service, everything you need. Files Automotive Group. So Amanda LaFrada, this day in sports history, <clears throat> we did miss a couple of good ones recently <clears throat> because the website we work with kind of releases them at different times, just to be real honest with you. But the one we missed on Friday was when Robin Ventura decided that it would be a good idea to run out to the mound and this guy named Nolan Ryan was pitching. 
And usually that's shoving and fake punching and all that stuff. But this turned into Nolan Ryan taking Robin Ventura into a headlock and punching him in the face multiple times, which let's just say did not go well. <laughs> Robin Ventura. I don't know what he did after that. I don't know how his face felt, but I probably I not can, great. I can tell you one thing. Everybody looked at him different from that point forward because he just ran out to the mound like some kind of Billy bad, you know what? And got his rear beat by a 45 year old man at the time. But anyway, this day in sports history today is what, Amanda? Um, what? This day in sports history is what? What do we have? I thought you had something for us. No, not- I have message board bingo. I don't have sports. Oh, sports so we're not history gonna- is all it's all you. Oh, okay. Well, let's go to message board bingo then. I'm we'll so confused for a second. No, I'm going to go ahead and do this day in sports history since I said it would. So uh, this okay. day in sports history, let's take a look. All right. So I also saw where – have you noticed that whoever runs this day in sports history absolutely has Pete Rose on almost every day because he does something this time of year? And I think there might be an agenda there to get him in the Hall of Fame. But that's just me. And you think he should be, and I think he should not. Correct? I think he should be. I think he should be. Hall of okay. Fame. Okay. Well, we can we can agree to disagree. I think we're both both smart people. So uh, this day in sports history, what happened and was it exciting? Uh, a little bit of slim pickings. Uh, the New York Yankees honor Casey Stingle, who retired his number, uh, his number 37. And uh, this day in sports history, uh, the Texas Rangers for, turned their first uh, triple play. And Olympic gold, Russell, I know you're uh, questioning this, Russell Quartz of New Zealand wins the Finn class selling gold medal. So you were on the edge of your seat for that, Amanda, so I'll bring you that. Um, yeah. Johnny Bench hit 327 hits as a catcher. And there's our Pete Rose. He begins a five-month prison term at Marion Federal Prison Camp. That was a complete accident. I did not know that I was going to scroll down and he was going to be in prison. Why did he go to wow. prison? I can't even remember that. Do uh, you ask again? I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't uh, know. All right, Amanda. So <clears throat> that's this day in sports history. And it really comes down to the fact that Pete Rose did indeed um, go to prison on this day in sports history back in 1990. But also, the 1992, you may have heard of this basketball team. It had some dudes on it. They won the gold and the medal. Yeah, it had some dudes. No Um, LeBron, though, so. No, so it doesn't matter. Pre-LeBron's not basketball. So, Um, they won the gold medal today. Uh, it was Michael Jordan, Magic, Larry, Scotty Pippen, Charles Barkley, for some reason, Christian Leitner. Um, but it was a group that it was one of those things, kind of like the college football playoff to take you back, Amanda, since you're younger than me, that you wanted to happen for like at the time, I was only. Uh, tw- uh, 18 so it's not like I want it to happen forever but I do know I wanted it to happen for at least a couple Olympic cycles which would have been eight years I do know that I wanted the college football playoff of some shape form or fashion to happen and that was about 20 years but that was one of the big things that happened that you're like 
to remind you that sports is fun. And that team, who I know quite well because I have to play with them while my son plays with last year's Portland Trailblazers in order for the game to be even close. So I know that team well. I play with the Dream Team all the time, and he plays with a random NBA team from last year and still wins. So, yeah. but that team was was though it's it's those reminders that come into play, kind of like Tennessee's baseball team last year. Sports are supposed to be fun. That was a fun yeah. thing. I don't want to get dunked on by Charles Barkley, but I enjoyed watching other people get dunked on by Charles Barkley. Well, who didn't? Who didn't enjoy that? Except if for you- the other people. Okay, if you could go now, this is way, way random. And if you want to go ahead and get on board, you can tell us what sporting event, if you could go back in history, would you want to watch? So this is mine. This is mine. And it's not even an actual game, it's a practice. If I could go back and watch, they said it was like about the fifth or sixth practice between the dream team, uh, inner squad practice. And this is the point. You got to remember, Michael Jordan, excuse me, had not won six championships yet. Uh, At the same time, Bird and uh, Magic had won six championships at the same time. So there was this going into it of whose NBA is this? Well, clearly we know what happened. It turned out to be Michael Jordan. But they said the greatest basketball game ever played is they let them go out there and they split up squads and – Basically, that's the moment where Jordan asserted himself as the star of the NBA was in that practice that basically he had the lesser team and he said, I'm just going to win anyway. They said the trash talking was through the roof. There were a grand total of about eight spectators there just because they were the reporters. And you and I've been told it's the greatest basketball game that's ever been played. That is my one thing. If I could go back and I had to spend $10,000 on a sporting event, and you know I'm not used to spending money on sporting events, that would be the one I would sit on the bench and watch. How much fun would we have watching that? They said I mean, it, it would be. They said it started like with magic. This is my this is my NBA young one. And by the end of it, Jordan was like. Who's whose NBA is it now? Who's your daddy? <laughs> well, I just have to be the daddy. But so probably the daddy of a lot of people too. Let's not play. Well, there's a possibility of that. Did you like the winning time thing? Did you watch that? The winning time oh no. The, the you're talking about the Jordan that. thing? No, it came out on HBO. It was a loose, very, very more like a docudrama about the, the first Lakers team in the eighties with magic as a rookie that won the championship. Yeah. It's good. If you go into it, knowing that it's a little bit salacious and that these people were not as bad as they're led on to believe. I mean, they make Jerry West look like a goofball. I mean, Jerry West is not a goofball. He's one of the greatest players of all time. He's the logo for goodness sake. Um, Cameron says lion versus Eagles, Megatron snow game history in the making. Was that a Thanksgiving game or no? I think it was a Thanksgiving game. Was it? I can't remember if it was or not. Uh, pretty good Megatron call out as the Lions continue to run away good players. Be it Stafford, be it Barry, be it Cal. But, yeah. but touche to Megatron for sticking around his entire his entire career. He could have gone somewhere else and won 
won a ring, but he didn't. No, he definitely could have gone somewhere else. I guess, though, did he leave early because of what happened? I think so, don't you? I mean, he had, he, I, had, he had a good three or four or five years left in him, in my opinion. I mean, he did, but not all not all players want to, you know, stay. Like, I just had a um, – I just saw a meme the other night that was, you know, the guy and the girl where the girl's, like, looking over her shoulder and they're laying in bed and the guy's, like, thinking about something. And she's like, I bet he's thinking about cheating on me or something. And the guy's laying there and his thought bubble was like, I can't believe Andrew Luck is – only 32 it's like andrew luck left way early you know what i mean oh super early yeah but the money the money had changed then like when barry sanders left he was rich but was he wealthy wealthy like change his great grandkids money i don't know but at least when oh uh your guy left okay it's not my guy it's not my guy the greatest impression and you brought him up a couple times so i thought maybe you were fond of him no i'm not fond of him i'm just using him as an example ask me something and i will respond and yeah i got a better idea message board bingo is now and i'm gonna do it as andrew luck please don't okay well then just ask me a question about football well you can't do it as andrew luck because andrew luck would get all of them correct because he went to stanford are you saying that andrew luck's smarter maybe more athletic than me I'm just saying that's a possibility that we need to consider. Let's go to message board bingo. That is now message board bingo. Uh, Do we don't, we don't have our official bed for that. We're going to have an awesome grand Torino band in uh, a bed in from that band. And, but we don't have that yet. So do you want me to go with one of our uh, other music beds that I know you love? This would be called hip. Now this is not bad. You don't hate this. You're kind of into this. What would give you that impression? The look. It's just you're giving me the look for those listening to the video that you're kind of like, hey, Dave, I'm really digging this Bob. Look, you are so lucky that you found your wife when you did. Because if a girl is giving you the look that I just gave you, she is not approachable. Nope, not interested. Just about not interested. It's about persistence. All right. So, um, message board bingo. What fan base looks the dumbest on August the 8th? Shoot. I will give you a short one to start out with. Okay. So, this fan says Saban was promising, BK is proven. BK Saban. Okay. Saban was. Now, Saban was promising when he went to LSU. He was proven when he went to Alabama. He was going to win championships at Alabama. I knew that. I didn't know it would be as many as he did. BK. B. Brian Kelly. It's an LSU fan. Oh, Andrew Luck. Good for you. There we go. Take the. No, you didn't do it in Andrew Luck's voice. So you. <clears throat> okay. So. <laughs> Utah is part is okay. I'm gonna read it like it's like it said. Utah is a part of the United States, and I love the United States. But on September 3rd, Utah might as well be China. 
that is September third. That is BYU. No, I'm gonna oh. finish this on September third. Uh, four asterisks, Utah. They said five asterisks, but I think they mean four. That is all. If you do not agree, I don't give an F. Write your Congress pronoun of your choice. So you guess BYU. Well, no, can I? I want another guess now that. No, that's your fault. Andrew Luck would have never, never I'll, jumped I'm going to go out on a limb and just say it's Florida. It is Florida. Because they play on September 3rd. Exactly. Right. I knew you were going to look it up, you little turd. I didn't yesterday on Rutgers, and that was awesome. All right, so I'm one on one. Okay. So do you, did you see the, the fan base of the one I sent you? I didn't. Okay, I'm gonna read it then. I'm gonna read it out loud, and I'm gonna let you, I'm gonna let you guess. But I, mainly because I want to read this out loud. Okay, Arch Manning info from a friend who is a well-connected coach. Just passing this along for conversation. Not sure it is all correct, but the coach friend of mine knows everybody in football. Old Miss boosters called Archie and offered 15 million for Arch. Don't know why they would call Archie, but that's fine. I know he went there, clearly, but what you call Cooper? Anyway, Archie told them Peyton cannot stand Lane Kiffin because of his days at Tennessee and that Peyton said he would give Arch the $15 million not to oh. go to Ole Miss. Okay. Uh-huh. Georgia offered Arch $11 million and Eli and Archie liked Georgia because of Matt okay. Luke. Okay. All right. So no, all- I got to finish it. Okay. Keep going. The funny part okay. is that all of this could have happened, but there is no way of knowing unless it's a Manning that it did happen. So it's yes. Okay, I gotta keep going. Texas got Arch for twelve mil, but the family says that the recruitment is really not over yet. And if you remember when Arch committed to Texas, Kirby Smart said something like, "This is not over yet." This coach has given me solid info before. Could just be all talk, but thought it was interesting. And if Arch does flip, it might be an interesting afterthought. Who would that be? Okay, who is in the final running? I will say that that's a Georgia fan. Texas A&M. Texas A&M. I think they are right behind Ohio State and just the craziest stuff I've ever read. Interesting. Well, tomorrow on the program, we are going to have a breakdown of your Florida Gators for those Florida fans out there and why Tennessee is a five and a half point favorite. Also, as we do each and every day, we'll have today's tough question. We'll have message board bingo. We got it all going on. So have a fantastic day, everyone, for the what was it she was called again? Let me see. Um, do, do, do. Um, for the 100% cute Amanda LaFrada, I'm Dave Hooker. Have a fantastic day, everyone. This is a production of Off the Hook Sports.